You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, thanks for joining me for this episode. Uh, today I want to talk about, do a little update on NBA's China situation. NBA season preview uh, starts next Tuesday, the 22nd. Some NFL storylines, MLB playoffs, and then El Camino review, uh, the Breaking Bad movie that just came out on Netflix. I'll get into that as well. Uh, so I want to start with the NBA on this episode. I went into it last episode and talked about what happened um, with Daryl Morey's tweets and then the NBA's response and they kind of flip-flopped and then now. um, Oh, and then I also said that they should have fired Morey uh, just because it's a business issue. You don't want someone commenting on other countries' issues when the NBA as a league is trying to grow internationally and try to expand as a league, and and they're going to grow a lot more with that Chinese market. So that's why they don't want to say anything. So I thought business-wise it made sense not to say anything um, for Daryl Morey, I guess. And then, But he did. So, I mean, and, you know, yeah, freedom of speech and everything, so we should be able to say what we want. So I guess that's, that's why the NBA didn't fire him. Uh, but from a business standpoint, I would have fired him. I, I know it would have looked like, hey, we're, we're bound down in China. But China has more people, and like I said, it's it's a huge market the NBA needs to grow. That they need that to expand, and a lot of a lot of these NBA players, uh, some of them, some of the their endorsements were lost. I mean, the games didn't end up being canceled, like I said on the last episode. But the the games weren't being shown on TV, and then all the press press conferences were getting canceled. There was there was no media um, available. I guess there was there was media available like there was CNN was out there and people like that but I'm saying they weren't showing it on TV or covering it on TV in uh, in China. So that part was was changed and some players lost endorsement deals and and some shoe contracts and stuff. So money was lost and also the NBA needs the China market because th- that's also helping pay these huge contracts these players are getting. Uh so so LeBron had a comment on it. He said uh, Daryl Morey was uneducated and he shouldn't have he shouldn't have talked about something he didn't know about. Even though we all know they're they're fighting for democracy there, uh, and so it seemed like LeBron was. And of course, everyone dissected and said, "Hey, LeBron's anti-American. LeBron's just trying to he's trying to look out for his for his wallet. He knows China, China has a huge market there." So he's trying to he's trying to play both sides to it, which is what the NBA was trying to do at first because they want to make the American fans happy with what's going on and so they can keep coming and then they want to please the Chinese market to keep that going. So they don't want to upset anybody. They don't want anybody boycotting the NBA or anyone protesting or anything like that. They want they want to keep everybody happy. Hey, let's just focus on the focus on the season coming up. But what a what a PR nightmare. You know, for the NBA, it's this is arguably one of the most exciting seasons, the start of the seasons we've had in a while. I'm super excited for the season to start, but we're not talking about the season right now. We're talking about this NBA China issue. And so with LeBron, he had those comments. There's a huge fallout from that. There's people in Hong Kong now burning LeBron's jerseys. Now people in the in in America are upset, too. Saying he's anti-American, he's he's uh, he's shutting up and and dribbling now, which is kind of that whole 
that whole issue when he was protesting and he was putting on these different shirts and and backing up these different foundations and speaking out against he had the Trayvon Martin thing with Miami where they were all wearing hoods and he spoke out with uh, against um the Eric Garner situation so he's been outspoken about domestic issues uh, but didn't want to say anything about the Hong Kong issue which is they're fighting for democracy and He's looking out for his business interests. He has a movie coming out soon. He's got he's got all his products, shoes and stuff like that, and jerseys. So he's he's got the business side that he's got to take care of. But you want to be sure you're kind of pleasing both sides. And just just because I've been hearing a lot about this is that there people are upset that the NBA uh, is seems like they're bowing to China and and they're saying oh well they were political and. They took political stances, and so they were this way. But, I mean, in the end, can we? it should be established that all these leagues, the NFL and MLB and, and just general businesses, every just normal everyday businesses and, and huge corporations as well, the, the main goal of having these businesses is to make as much money as possible because then why else would you be in business? Like, oh, I just love doing this and... And yeah, the money doesn't matter. But no, don't you want to make as much money as as you can and be as successful as you can be? So that's why I don't understand why companies and businesses take political stances. Because whatever you believe, if you if you make a certain statement, then you're going to offend the opposite. There's going to be a, a huge outrage, and they're going to protest, and those that demographic of people aren't going to go to your your restaurant or whatever business you have. They're not going to shop there, and then. On the other side, if you say something else, then the other side will be upset, and you're just like kind of you're cutting your market, you know. So you just gotta be like, hey man, we're cool. We're the we're the company who just we don't care. Do whatever you want. Believe whatever you want, and we'll we're just gonna give everyone the product because our stuff is great, and we're gonna make the most money because we're not gonna offend anybody or disagree with anybody. Because now it's it's against the law to disagree with someone. As soon as you disagree with someone, you're, you're gonna be thrown in prison. You get a life sentence. You get sentenced to death. You get stoned to death if you disagree. So don't disagree. But it's it's like, what does Michael Jordan say? He's, he always said when he was selling shoes, he's like, well, you know why I don't say anything politically? It's because Republicans, you know, I don't say I'm Republican or Democrat because Republicans, they buy shoes too. I think that was the... Uh, that was a quote, or they wear shoes, something something to that effect. Basically saying, like, hey, I don't care. Everyone buys stuff, so I need to keep my market wide open instead of narrowing it by saying things or disagreeing with other people. Like, I always hated when people just get too political or anything like that at work. It's it's like whether you're taking either side. But, you know, if you're, if you're talking about stuff that's just normal stuff, that's just you know you're being a good person like things you should obviously shouldn't do like um like sexual harassment in the workplace like that stuff should be should be talked about this me too movement stuff that's stuff that should be talked about but it's when you know you're arguing like trump or or whatever democrat is coming up to for election if you know if you're arguing that in in business and stuff like that it's just like it's gonna cause issues so it's just better to not say anything Make as much money as you can because you're in business for that reason and just leave all that, push all that other stuff aside. So uh, NBA season is starting soon. Uh, next week, like I said, we had a lot of moves happen. 
Um, let's see. We had so Kawhi Leonard. Just in case, I'll do like a whole recap here, just in case maybe you've been living in, under an actual rock or maybe been kidnapped for for a, a few months now, and maybe you just got like someone just found you or you just escaped or something. You're like, hey man, I need to I need to listen to Sandoval Bench podcast. Um, so we'll get into that. Uh, let's see the Bucks. Nothing substantial happened. Uh, 76ers, Jimmy Butler went to the Miami Heat. And they also signed Al Horford. Uh, Houston Rockets, they traded for Russell Westbrook and traded Chris Paul to the Thunder. And the Raptors, they lost, they lost Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers in a trade. And then the Lakers, the guy Anthony Davis, that was like one of the first dominoes to fall. Uh, they signed D- Dwight Howard uh, because Demarcus Cousins tore his ACL, and or was it his ACL? Yeah, it was his ACL. Um, let's see. Then the Brooklyn Nets, they signed KD, and they signed Kyrie Irving. Uh, Utah Jazz, they traded for Mike Conley. Uh, Celtics signed Kemba Walker. Pacers signed some. I'm going off of memory right now. The Pacers signed someone. I remember. Um, the Warriors traded for D'Angelo Russell. And then uh, Clay's going to be out until, I think, March, somewhere out there. Uh, the Thunder, they traded Paul George to the Clippers. Forgot to mention that the Clippers break down. And the Blazers, what? They got Kent Bazemore. I think that was their big move. The Spurs. Uh, they lost one of the Morris twins. He ended up going to the Knicks. And then I think that was it. They didn't have anything crazy happening. Uh, the Mavericks got Porzingis from the Knicks. Knicks didn't get Zion. They got RJ Barrett. So I want to go over, uh, according to Action Network, I want to go over NBA win totals for the season. The Milwaukee Bucks are at 55.5. Uh, I would probably take the over, I think, like you Get up to 58. Uh, the Sixers, it'll be interesting to see if Ben Simmons, he, it looks like he's working on his jump shot uh, this offseason. He he hit a three in preseason. Uh, they're at 54 and a half. I think the addition of Al Horford is great for that team. Um, he's, he's good in the locker room, and he's a versatile player, so he can do a lot there. Uh, but I think the, the, the Sixers are going to miss kind of the attitude of Jimmy Butler. And him and uh, Embiid were pretty close. Uh, and then they also lost J.J. Redick. Uh, so I think that was a big loss as well. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm going to take the under. I think they'll they'll be at 50 around there. Um, but I think, they'll, I think they should go further in the playoffs this year since uh, Toronto lost Kawhi. And uh, who else? Uh, the Houston Rockets, they're at 53 and a half. Now they got rid of Chris Paul, sent him to Oklahoma City for Russell Westbrook. Uh, now I I don't know if this make this obviously makes him better on perp, on paper, um, and there's some familiarity there with Westbrook and Harden. I don't I don't think their floor is obviously higher. I don't think this makes their ceiling higher. I think they're more exciting, obviously, because Russell Westbrook at this point is a is definitely a better athlete than Chris Paul. Uh, I think for the for this team setup, 
it 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 doesn't make a lot of sense, but the Rockets had to make some kind of move with Chris Paul because Chris Paul was obvi- he's obviously aging, and and there was some chemistry uh, drama there. It seemed like there was reports that they weren't getting along or they didn't talk for most of the season. Chris Paul and Harden. So you bring in Westbrook, uh, who's in his prime, and him and Harden play together. They're friends, but they were one and two with the highest usage rate in the NBA last year. So I don't, they're going to have to figure out how to play together again because they're they're completely different players from when they were in OKC because James Harden was coming off the bench. Russell Westbrook was younger, but he, he was a starting point guard. So now, now, now since then, they've both won MVPs and Westbrook's had all these, tri- these triple-double records and, and James Harden is a high-volume scorer. So... So now they got it. They'll have to figure out how to play together. Um, so I'm gonna, I am gonna, I'm gonna take the over on that. I think they could win 58 to 60 games. I think they'll be good in the regular season, but I think the playoffs is when they'll be tested. And I, I don't think they'll go as far as as they would like to. Like maybe for maybe second round tops. Uh, I mean, unless the, another team gets injured or something happens like that. Uh, but we'll see. I'll take the over on them. Uh, the Raptors are at 53 and a half. Uh, I think they're going to struggle a lot uh, after they lost Kawhi. Um, so I'm going to take the under. I think they maybe they win 42 games, 44 around there. Uh, the Clippers are at 51 and a half. Now with the addition of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard was already kind of, he played like 60 games, 65 games last year just to kind of rest for the playoffs. Uh, and Paul George coming off a uh, shoulder surgery, and he's been kind of banged up the last couple of years. So I don't think I think they're going to try to load manage their their time, and they're not going to play a full schedule. They'll probably both play around sixty games. So I'll take the under. Oh wait, no, they're at fifty one and a half. I'll take the over. The I think they'll win like fifty five, but they're not going to be on top of the top of the West. They're not going to get a one or two seed. I think. Maybe like three or four. They're not really going to push for that high seed because they're going to want they're going to rest their players and try to get them ready and fully healthy for the playoffs. The Lakers are at fifty one and a half. Uh, I think I think they're, they're they're going to want to get one of those higher seeds. So I think they could win. I'll take the over fifty one and a half. Uh, the Nets are at fifty point five. Uh, KD's going to be out the entire year, so it's just going to be a Kyrie Irving team. I'm going to take the under. I think they'll win like mid forties, still make the playoffs though, like a six, seven seed, and then probably out in the first round. This is a throwaway year though. We this won't really be what kind of team that they are until KD comes back. And the Nuggets are next at fifty and a half as well. I will take the over. They were the two seed last year. People are forgetting that. All these other teams made moves, but the Nuggets, they stuck with the same group. And there's something that can be said about being consistent. They're having the same team, the same group of guys. They don't. No one else has to learn the offense or or break anybody in. Uh, so I, I'll take the over. I think they could repeat as the second seed or maybe one. Maybe they could push for the one seed. Uh, Utah Jazz are at 50.5 also, and I'm going to take the over on that. I think they could be up there as well. Uh, I think they could win 60 games. I really like the addition, the addition of uh, Mike Conley. All the pressure is not going to be on Donovan Mitchell like it has been in the past. He was just, you could tell he was just, he needed some help. He was putting a lot of pressure on himself. And, you know, at times he did well. And in the playoffs, he was making some shots and, and won some games for him. But then uh, other times when they needed him, 
he he didn't show up. So I think Mike Conley is a good person for that because he, he's good in the locker room. He's just a, a proven veteran, and he's he's still he's still a good point guard. So he could really he could take that pressure off. And then the Celtics are at forty and a half. Uh, I, I, I'll take the over. I like the Celtics this year. I think Kemba Walker is a better fit for them than Kyrie was. Um, so I think I think they'll get 50 wins. So I think they'll, I'll take the over there. Uh, the Pacers are at 47-5. I'm going to take the over, even if Victor Oladipo doesn't play most of the year this year, because uh, I'm not sure if he's fully healthy yet. There's those reports that he was still kind of injured. Uh, but I mean, even when he went down last year, like he's they still played well. They still made the playoffs. Uh, so I think the, I'll take the over there. Uh, the Warriors are at forty six and a half. Uh, we'll see how D'Angelo Russell plays with Steph, and then they have to kind of go a long time without uh, without Clay Thompson. So if if D'Angelo and Steph kind of hold off, you know, stay at the top of the West while Clay is out, then when he comes back, then. Then, then we'll see what what the team will actually be like once Clay gets back. So, like the first few months, like I'm not gonna really take that seriously, um, but I I will take the over on that. Oklahoma City are at 46. I I really like Oklahoma City with Chris Paul. I think I think this will be a, a good fit for him. And then I think he still has it too. I think he can still be that player that he used to be in L.A. And just with Houston, it was it was just a problem with how that how him and Harden fit together. And he couldn't really play off ball like they wanted him to. Um, so I think they'll be better. For sure, the Thunder will be a feisty team with, with Chris Paul. But 46 is kind of high. I, I do see him winning 40, like 42 around there. Uh, so we'll see. And the Blazers are at 45 and a half. They've been uh, three seed like two years in a row. They finally went further in the second round and went to the conference finals. Got swept, but... You know they're bringing back the same guys. They signed uh, Whiteside and they traded for Kent Bazemore. So I mean Whiteside will. I, th- I think he has to start this year because Nurkic is still injured. So we'll see if he can. I mean he was a problem in Miami. Like early on he was really dominant in Miami, but then the NBA kind of changed and he didn't really adjust. So uh, I'm I'm not sure he's gonna pan out there. He seems like he's just gonna he's gonna be a rental. See if he works and then. Just not sign him next year, uh, but I'll take the over there with the Blazers. The West is going to be is really difficult this year. Uh, the Spurs forty four and a half. Um, they could have. I thought they were going to win that first round against the Nuggets. Uh, Lamarcus and and DeRozan. They they play really well together. They're a little too inside for me. Um, like DeRozan never shoots threes. He needs to get his his outside game going. Uh, but I, I I'll take the over. I think there'll be like 46, 47 wins, and probably the eight seed. Uh, the Mavericks are at forty one and a half. Um, Luca will have a good season this year. Had a great year last year. Uh, we'll see if Perzingis finally put on some weight or not. It looked like he was he was working out over the summer. Um, I'll I'll take the under. I think they'll win thirty eight games. I think it'll take some time to get Perzingis back and then him and Luca uh, playing together. Uh, 37 and a half are the Knicks. I'm going to take the under. I I actually kind of like the moves that they made. You know, they didn't get any big guys, any um, big name free agents, but, you know, they got R.J. Barrett and they got some pieces around him. So I, I think they'll win like 32 games. 
Uh, the Magic, 35 and a half. I'll take the under. Oh, no, they made the playoffs recently, but I don't know. I, th- I think the East is uh, the East is going to be a little easier than it was last year, but the, I'll still take the under with the Magic. Uh, the Pistons at 34 and a half. Uh, Blake Griffin, he was he was good last year. Uh, he got injured, but I think he'll he'll come back better this year. And they signed Derrick Rose too. And the uh, Miami Heat are at 34 and a half. Uh, the big move there was Jimmy Butler. I'll take the over. I think they can make the playoffs. I think I'll put them at 44. I think they'll I think they'll have a pretty good year. Uh, Timberwolves, 34.5. I'll take the under. Uh, they need to figure out what they're going to do with that team. Uh, if Andrew Wiggins is actually a guy, I don't think so. And he's they're tied to him with that contract. Uh, no one's going to want him in a trade. I think you have to you have to commit to Carl Anthony Towns and you should try to see if you can trade Wiggins to someone. I don't know who would take him. Maybe the Suns would take him. I'm not sure, though. Uh, I'll take the under on the Timberwolves there. Kings are at 33.5. I like the over. They were pushing for that 8 seed last year. I don't think they make the playoffs in the West, uh, but I think they'll be right there, though. Like It'll be like to the last week, like this past year. I think they'll be like 9 or 10. Uh, the Hawks, 32.5. I'll take the over on that. Um, Trey Young was really good last year. He, he started off a little slow, but then really, really got in rhythm there. Um, so then they had a really good draft too. They brought back Vince Carter also. Uh, so I'll take the over. Uh, the Hornets are at 32.5. I'm going to take the under. Their big move was Terry Rozier. They replaced Kemba with Terry. And so I'm going to take the under. I think they're going to win like 25 games. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league, along with the Cavs and the Suns. Uh, the Pelicans are at 31.5. I'm going to take the over. I don't think they make the playoffs either, but they really surrounded Zion with nice pieces there. Um, I think Lonzo Ball's a good point guard for him, perfect point guard for him because he likes to share. And then um, they got some other pieces there, Brandon Ingram and and Josh Hart. Uh, so I'll take the over. Uh, Wizards are 28 and a half. I'm going to take the over. I think they'll win low 30s. Uh, they, they they re-signed Bradley Beal. They, ex- they extended him for $76 million. And then in after that contract ends, was it 2024? He he'll be eligible to get the supermax for 266 million, making him the highest paid NBA player of all time. Uh, the Bulls are at 27 and a half. I'm gonna take the under. The Grizzlies 27 and a half. I will take the under on that as well. Just two young teams. They're still trying to put it together. The Grizzlies have their new franchise players there and i think it'll it'll definitely take some time to get that going the suns are 25 and a half is devin booker gonna demand a trade yet he needs to he needs to go somewhere else because he's just wasting away there um i'll i'll take the under no i'll take the over there i'll take the over uh cavaliers are 23 and a half same with them they need to they need to just trade love and and just tank a little better and get some get some new players there I'll, I'm going to take the under on the Cavs at 23.5. They're probably the worst team in the NBA. Um, so that doesn't look to be to be improving anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, exciting exciting NBA season uh, coming up here soon. Tuesday, I think the, the Clippers and the Lakers start. 
And also the next the other game is the Pelicans and Raptors. So I'll go over my picks in the West. I think the I'm just gonna pick two teams who's gonna meet in the finals and who's gonna win. I think the Clippers come out of the West. The addition of not only Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi Leonard making this power move, demanding that they trade for Paul George, and he'll sign with them. And then the Clippers are like, yeah, sure, we'll do it. And they already had a good team that they they were eight seed in the playoffs, and they they gave they gave the Warriors a run. Like they weren't going to beat the Warriors, but they were in KD's head, and they they played they played great. They're a tough team too. And now they added Paul George, who's one of the best two way players in the NBA, and then Kawhi Leonard, who is the best two way player in the NBA, and he's a two time Finals MVP. So they can, they can get you offensively and defensively. So I think they got what it takes. They got Doc Rivers. They got they got a tough team. They got Patrick Beverly too. Montrez Harrell. Sweet Lou Will. So I think they'll be good. I think they'll um, they'll they won't be a number one seed or anything, but they'll make it to the finals. And then the East, I I kind of want to go with the Celtics. But I'm not. Um, I know the Bucks had a good year last year, but I, I don't. I don't think Giannis has enough help there. So I'm gonna go with the Sixers. I think the Al Horford deal was 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 really good for them. They they seem to not know how to how to close playoff series or close you know good close games in the playoffs. So I think with the addition of Horford, he's a proven winner. I mean, he doesn't have a championship, but he's a proven winner. And he's a good locker room guy. And I think he'll be good for Embiid. Be able to kind of bring him in and be like, hey, you know, you need to be eating better. You need to be a professional. Because every every young player needs that. They need that veteran to come in and say, hey, you know, you're really good and all this. and But you'll be so much greater if you just took care of your body. You know, just act professional and stop all the other bullshit. Like, let's focus on winning now. And I think Horford will be really good for him. And um, if Ben Simmons starts shooting and just gets a little better, then I think I think they'll be the team uh, coming out of the East. But I mean, really, it should be the Bucks because the Bucks are they're bringing back the same team, so it should, really should be the Bucks. But I'm gonna I think they're I think the Sixers have a higher ceiling than the Bucks. The Bucks are a really good regular season team, but just in the playoffs, you can they're kind of learning how to defend. That team, not only just Giannis, but that team, to, you know, because they're all just surrounded by shooters. So it's similar to Dwight Howard Magic led team in two thousand nine when they went to the finals and and uh, lost to the Lakers when it was just the big down low, and then he just passes. He's just surrounded by shooters and just passes to all the shooters. So Clippers over Sixers for the NBA Finals. Uh, so let's move on to the NFL. Uh, right now, there's a Thursday night game, Chiefs and Broncos, and Patrick Mahomes got injured. It looked like he dislocated his knee, and they popped it back into place. Uh, so they ruled him out for the rest of the game. The Chiefs have to be careful because the last few games, Patrick Mahomes has been he's been kind of limping. He had issues with his ankle. The lineman like stepped on his ankle, um, so he has, and then he had issues with his knee. And then now this game, he popped, uh, dislocated, and he left the game early. So they got to be careful. Because uh, they don't, if they lose him, and they've already lost two in a row, so they're already having some some issues and adversity there. But if they lose Mahomes, or if he's not 100, percent and they try to get him to the playoffs, and 
then they'll definitely lose some games. And then if he's injured going into the playoffs, like, that's it. And you don't want to risk losing him for a season because that'd be bad, you know. They're already one of the – they are the best offense in the NFL. That would be a huge setback for them. Uh, and the NFL definitely doesn't want that either. I mean, not saying that they would ever want that, but Patrick Mahomes is the guy that you would never want that to happen to because he's – they're really pushing – uh, Mahomes is like the face of the the NFL, so you go you lose him. That's like it's like KD going down the NBA, and now we got to watch that next year NBA without KD. And you know the Brooklyn Nets were going to be exciting, but now we got to wait for that to happen. So that would be devastating for the NFL because I mean that's all you have in the AFC besides Brady. It's it's the Chiefs, and you know I guess you have Lamar Jackson and all that, but you know like as far as dominant teams. The AFC, it's Patriots, and even right now with the Chiefs struggling, like there's no other teams that are, are putting themselves in second place in the AFC. So it's, I, I think it would be Chiefs still, even though they lost two in a row, because um, Baltimore hasn't been super consistent. Uh, the Browns are the Browns still, it seems like, even though I'm still riding with them. Uh, the Texans are still just not as good as they should be for some reason. Uh, the Chargers are struggling, so. It has to be the Chiefs, and they don't want that. So they have to be careful with how they play Mahomes and make sure he's healthy because uh, that will obviously derail their season. But the Saints, they they lost their quarterback, Drew Brees, and, and they're playing great with, uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. They're still holding on to their division there, and they've only lost one game this year. Uh, they're playing like the best team in football, uh, but I think it probably goes Patriots, Niners, and then Saints, I would say. Uh, the Cowboys have lost two in a row now. Uh, there's some issues there. They lost to the Jets. Uh, the The Packers look really good too, and so do the Lions. Actually, that game, I know there was that the illegal hands to the face that basically gave away the game to the Packers. But the Lions were going to beat them. The, the NFC North, I said, I think I said on the past episode that that was one of the most exciting uh, divisions this year. The NFC West is exciting also. Um, the Rams now are at three and three, uh, and they just traded for Jalen Ramsey. They traded uh, Marcus Peters to Baltimore before that trade uh, to kind of free up a spot there for uh, Ramsey. And it obviously it's it's a, obviously it's a desperate move because I mean they've been struggling. They're three and three now. Golf has been struggling. They haven't been able to stop anybody on defense. Uh, Keep Talib, he went on the injured list, and then Marcus Peters is just getting burned every day. So they brought in Ramsey. He's still only 24 years old, and he's the best corner in the NFL. So they're the best corner in the NFL and the best D lineman in Aaron Donald. Um, so their defense should improve, obviously. But I think it's off, it's offensively that's the issue. It's Todd Gurley's knee and just questions around that. And their running game has really been affected by that. They have some backups that can play, but they're not running the ball as much as they should. They're relying too much on Jared Goff, and I think that's that's what their problem is. They looked terrible against the 49ers. They couldn't score. Uh, so I like the trade, you know, because but they need they need to pay Ramsey though. He's still he's going to be a free agent, and he wanted a big contract. And I don't I don't know if they have the money to do that. They don't have the flexibility for that. So that was a big trade. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But I think in the NFC they're they're not even top five right now in best teams. I mean, besides records, like let's throw records out. I don't think I don't think they're up there. They're definitely struggling, and I think it's it's all on golf and the running game. 
Um, so moving on to uh, right now that it's the MLB playoffs. I think I should stop making picks there. I was wrong. I picked uh, I picked the Braves. They ended up losing, and I picked the Cardinals after that, and I had picked the Dodgers, and yeah, I was just wrong. Uh, so the Dodgers ended up losing to the Nationals. Uh, the Nationals look really good. Uh, they they played the Cardinals in the NLCS and swept them. They just been they've been lights out. Their pitching staff has been great. Uh, Juan Soto has been awesome as well, and so has uh, Howie Kendrick. Um, so they're now they're waiting for the winner out of uh, Houston and New York series. I think that series is going to go seven games. Uh, it's been it's been. It's been pretty good. Uh, Houston right now is the top of the seventh, and they're uh, winning six to three. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is out again. Uh, Zach Granke's bit uh, pitching this game. Look, he's he's doing a pretty good job. Um, I know there was some drama with the uh, stealing signs and stuff like that. I mean that happened that happens all the time. So I mean the Yankees are just gonna. Just gonna try to find excuses. It seems like, but I, I initially had the Astros winning this. I think they'll still win this, and then uh, obviously they'll play the Nationals in the World Series. I'm gonna stick with Houston because that was my, that was my, uh, my preseason pick. So, I, but I wouldn't count out the Nationals. Like they're not gonna get swept or anything. The Nationals are putting up a fight. They seem like a team like a team of destiny or something like the 2010 giants or something like that they're just everything's just coming together everything has went their way and it seems like they're, they're just made to win it now there's only one team who hasn't made the world series this is seattle mariners shout out seattle i wonder how bryce harper feels I wonder if he is he does he have any second thoughts about signing with the phillies the phillies didn't make the playoffs and then the team he used to be on now they're in the world series and they're just like hey we don't need you you know uh, but I heard that he's happy for them, and he, him and his dad were rooting for them. Um, so, so that that's pretty classy of him if he if that's true. And uh, let's see other baseball news. Uh, Joe Madden, uh, he's now the manager for the Angels. If I'm Mike Trout, I'm I'm really excited. So we hopefully we see Mike Trout in the playoffs. He's the best player in the world, and he hasn't been in the postseason. And I think it'd be better for baseball to get more viewership. He's out of L.A., not not with the Dodgers, but the Angels, but still L.A., and he's the best player. And then, like, we need to see him in the playoffs. So that would be really good for ratings, really good for legacy stuff. Um, so hopefully, and Shohei Otani, so you can build the international market more with that. Um, so hopefully it's a, it's a good hire and they, and they do well. Um, the Giants' managerial position is still open. Um, there's a lot of a lot of openings around. Uh, the Mets are open. The Cubs are still open. The Phillies are still open. Uh, the Royals are still open. What else am I thinking? Uh, there's a lot of teams. Um, so yeah, still a lot of openings. So we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, the game is middle of the seventh. It's about to be bottom of the seventh. Uh, still six three, Astros. So last thing, I wanted to talk about the uh, El Camino movie, the Breaking Bad movie on Netflix. I watched it the other night, and you know, the way the Breaking that Breaking Bad ended. If you guys haven't watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or anything, then this is just gonna be spoilers for you guys. Um, I thought the ending of Breaking Bad when 
uh, Walt dies. He had to die because, I mean, there was no other way he can survive as a character. Like, he had to die because he went so crazy that there was just no other way. It just The story could not go on without him dying. Uh, so he dies, and then Jesse, remember he was he was he was caged and forced to to cook meth for Todd's uncles and stuff. He escapes. He was being tortured, whatever. He escaped, and then he's driving out, he's driving out of their compound, breaking fences and stuff uh, in the El Camino. So the story picks off from there, and he escapes and stuff. And um, yeah, it's just about his journey after that. Because I remember when I was watching. Breaking Bad, the season finale, or the series finale, I was like, well, I mean, I don't think he's going to make it far because the cops were coming, right? So I thought that he was going to get caught get trying to escape and he was going to end up in prison or he was going to go out, go out with the fight and they were going to shoot him. So I didn't think he was going to – he made it at all. You know, I was definitely expecting him to die and just to sort of end like that. Um, so this, this movie was good. It seemed like more of – there was a lot of flashbacks in it, which were good, but it wasn't flashbacks that we saw. It was flashback, like just flashbacks from Breaking Bad, but of scenes that we didn't see before. Um, so that part was really good, and it was interesting, and it kind of changed some perspectives on what happened during certain seasons and episodes. Um, but it it was really good. It was more like a, it seemed like more of a farewell uh, to Jesse Pinkman, that character. It was a, a favorite character uh, for a lot of viewers. So it was more of a farewell for that character and um, a good way to end his storyline, I thought, because um, it was just it was mostly just around him. I mean, you kind of because that was a it was a big loose end that wasn't tied up. So I think um, them kind of closing this part of it was was pretty good for the story. They kind of mentioned some other people. There's like little tidbits here and there throughout the the movie of of, of you hearing about how someone died. Or what happened as a character who didn't, who wasn't shown getting killed at the end of Breaking Bad. Um, so it was really good, though. I think I'm gonna watch it again, like tonight or or tomorrow again, just to try to pick up pick up some things that I might have missed. Uh, but it's a it's a really good movie, though. Um, so if you've seen Breaking Bad or uh, Better Call Saul, well, if you've watched Breaking Bad, then you have to watch Better Call Saul. So. Um, yeah, if you've seen those and you should, you should watch this one, it's a good way to end it. And if you haven't watched any of it, you should watch all of it. Cause it's all great. It has everything you need in it. It's crazy. It's, it's well acted and it's well written. And then, um, Better Call Saul was a prequel, which followed the lawyer, the attorney, Saul Goodman. And then now this movie is after, after the last episode of, of breaking bad when uh, jesse pinkman escapes so i highly recommend it it's one of my favorite tv shows of all time uh it's up there with the wire uh oz what else is up there as uh, the sopranos game of thrones is up there as well so if you haven't seen any of those i recommend watching them uh and yeah check out breaking bad and better call saul and an el camino movie uh, it's all good stuff. Uh, well, thanks for, for joining me on this episode. And, yeah, continue to listen and share it and subscribe and tell other people about it. Just casually mention it. Hey, I'm listening to this this podcast. I like it. It's pretty chill. Talk about things that I'm interested in. I think you should listen to it, too.
Or we should all listen to it together and tell other people. And then we can do it again. Oh, hey, he came up with another episode. Hey, listen to this one. Oh, he talked about this thing that you 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 were talking about. We were just talking about this. Oh my god. Yeah, let's let's do that. Um but yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate it.